0: Welcome back to the only pop culture podcast in the world. I'm Robbie and with me is... Rick.
1: <laughs> That's me. I wasn't expecting that. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, first first time intro for me. Yeah.
1: I'm on the other side of it this time and that, that felt weird. It felt weird for me. How did it feel for you? Uh, I'll be honest, not a big fan of it. So
0: <laughs> probably won't do that again anytime yeah, soon.
1: <laughs> might revert back to normal next week. <laughs> How you been, man? How's your week? You've been away for the week on holidays with
0: the family. Yeah, man. I went to uh Tasmania on the other side of the country. What was it four days? Yeah. Caught, caught up with some relatives I didn't know I had. <laughs> caught up with some relatives I did know I had. I was just a lot older. But yeah, it was pretty good. Tasmania's awesome. It's like going to a different country, but you know, you don't need a passport, so it's pretty sweet. Was it cold? It was and I loved it. I loved every second of it. And flew back in today. Yeah, man. Uh Flew back in and, uh, yeah, rushed straight here because, you know, had to get the podcast done. That's yeah. it. Dedication. Dedication to the craft. That's it, man. You know, got to take got to take pride in
1: your work. Was it like a four-hour flight?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a four-hour flight from Melbourne in uh, stock standard economy. So, <laughs> it was like in a tin of tuna.
1: Four-hour flight plus two-hour drive, all just to make it back in time to record
0: this podcast today. You know, we do it, we do it for the love and for the pleasure of the craft, so. Exactly, exactly.
1: Me, I've been in the roof for most of today, uh, working on the kitchen, doing the renovations there and just rewiring all of the lights. So that's been super fun, real sweaty and real dirty. That sounds awesome. Oh yeah, no, it was honestly the best way to spend Easter Sunday. <laughs> well, it's actually Monday, the the public holiday. Okay. Today on the only pop culture podcast in the world, which once again, we have looked and we've researched and as far as we can tell is the only pop culture podcast
0: in the world. 100% definitely is.
1: Don't at me. We are going to be shaking off a bit of our shame. We're going to be diving deep into the movies that we love that get a bit of a bad rap around the world that may not be critically acclaimed or in general, not well liked um, (laughs) and just diving into our guilty pleasures. And speaking of guilty pleasures, we're back into the cocktail
0: corner for today. Yeah, even though it's guilty pleasures, uh, it's actually Rick's favorite drink tonight. We're drinking uh, Wild Raspberry Vodka Cruisers. The classic white girl drink of Australia. No shame,
1: Rick. They're fine. Fine? I would say delicious. Yeah, sure. It's
0: like cordial. Refreshing. It's like cordial, you know, just if you want to feel a bit woozy. <laughs> cordial and vodka. What more could you ask for? Just about anything else. But <laughs> that's... That's fine, Rick. You know, that's not what tonight's about. Tonight's about guilty pleasures. So That's let's, it. Let's Live it up. Enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. it for tonight. Let's knock a couple back. Exactly. All right,
1: let's get into it. So we're going to go a bit of tit for tat here. I'm going to say one, one of my guilty pleasures that I love and adore. And Robbie is then going to follow up with one of his. So we're going to go back and forwards with this one. We've got four each to share. We're going to have a bit of a chat about them. We're going to let you know what what it is that we like about these movies. Um, in some cases, multiple movies. I'm going to kick it off now and say that my first guilty pleasure films are the Star Wars prequels. And anybody who knows me knows that this isn't really much of a surprise. Um, I've been on the Star Wars prequels train for a long, long time. This is well before the sequels came out and everybody jumped on the bandwagon because they weren't happy with the sequels. <laughs> I have a lot of love for the
0: sequels. So oh, fuck! Oh, oh oh, It just got bigger. Rick <laughs> likes the sequels. Rick, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Rick is a fan of the sequels. The sequels with Finn and Ray and Kylo Ren. That is what he said. That is what he meant. And tell us more about the sequels, Rick. No, who's your favorite? I'm is not going to do is that. Is it Phasma? Is it is it Finn who had the best character arc in any film ever? You know, the most, the most. Hyped up and definitely not disappointing at all.
1: That is a whole other podcast. Uh, No, I have a lot of love for the Star Wars prequels. To me, it is very pure Star Wars. Maybe not necessarily great films all the time, but just fantastic Star Wars. And I am a Star Wars fan through and through. Grew up watching Star Wars. I think I was about five years old, five or six years old, when The Phantom Menace came out. And I know that that's, you know, the Phantom Menace is not loved
0: by a lot of people. But either. it gave it, us Darth more. And it anyone that Maul. goes against that, goes against me, goes <laughs> against my beliefs and Star
1: Wars. Exactly. And yeah, you can't really argue with a double-bladed lightsaber. I remember as a child watching that because I went in the premiere um, as a five, six-year-old child. And pretty much shat my pants when I saw a second lightsaber come out of Darth Maul's hilt. And I think people seem to forget that Star Wars isn't just for the old people. Star Wars is for the children. And I was a child when this came out. So Jar Jar Binks didn't really bother me back then. I mean, looking back now, I can see how Jar Jar Binks can get on people's nerves. But for me, growing up as a child... It was funny. You know, this wacky alien that talks weird. And I can see now how he may be a little bit of a racist stereotype, but that doesn't stop for the fact that I loved Star Wars growing up. I loved the prequels. And for me, if you were to ask me what my favorite Star Wars movie is, I would say Revenge of the Sith without a doubt. As far as
0: prequels go, that is a good call. I think Mm -hmm. as far as Star Wars is concerned, that's a good call. My personal favorite is Return of the Jedi, but... That's, that's just me.
1: Is there any particular reason or is it just because of Leia in the slave suit?
0: <laughs> I totally forgot that was in there. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That's weird really, you even bring that up. Oh, um, I, thought, I thought that was in a completely different movie. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what you were talking about just then. <laughs> Well, first on my list is uh, I, I'd be surprised if people would disagree with this. I enjoy these movies a great deal. But uh, I can also look at them and go, these are not good movies. They are just really enjoyable to watch. And uh, that is any Fast and Furious movie aside from (laughs) Tokyo Drift, because I think Tokyo Drift is a great movie. I love that movie. But the others, I don't even know how to defend them other than the fact that they're just so enjoyable to watch. Each time another one comes out, they somehow get more amped up and incredible with what they're doing, you know. Didn't the latest one have them flying to space in a car? Yeah, they they flew a, they turned a car into a... They turned a Pontiac, I think it was, into a jet and flew it into space and then crashed to a space station. And then I think in, in six or seven, they drove like a Lamborghini through one skyscraper in Dubai, landed it in another one, were totally fine. And then in another one, they managed to block off Vin Diesel with four cars, they saved him from a nuclear explosion by just parking their cars in front of him to, to save him from the blast. So obviously it doesn't make sense, but if I'm not enjoying myself watching those movies, then I don't know what I'm doing because they're fantastic. I love them. Me and my mates always go watch them. We'll have a great time. But yeah, no, they're definitely balls to the wall off their rails. I haven't watched a Fast and Furious film since the first one.
1: So it blows my mind to know that it's gone from this very small street racing, (laughs) you know, based on family and focused on these few couple of people to now this global enterprise of we're flying into space, we're fighting secret agents, (laughs) apparently surviving nuclear blasts. To me, it's just absolutely wild.
0: I just need you to know it's still about family and they remind you at almost every opportunity. I think this is
1: just an example of Vin Diesel being batshit crazy.
0: He's the one that leads all of this. Yeah, but it makes him money. So, why? like, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I get that. He's flogging that dead horse for everything
1: (laughs) it's worth. It's just, to me, just absolutely insane. And the fact that Vin Diesel is... The really the main force. St- I don't know if you have you seen Vin Diesel trying to convince The Rock to come back yeah, because look, The I'm Rock not, doesn't
0: want to be in there anymore. I'm not very I'm not very happy with what's going on there, but yeah, no, It's I've seen what he's done, but yeah, no, not great. I don't even know how to defend that. That's just it's a bit poor form from Vin.
1: <laughs> well, my second movie, my second guilty pleasures movie, is the classic 1995 film. Mortal Kombat. For those of you who may know this film, this is the film that introduced us to the absolute banger and I might actually put a bit of a clip into this into the podcast here. What an incredible entrance theme the techno music it just screams 80s but it was made in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> and the characters in this raiden is just some weird white dude <laughs> which you know for the god of thunder in i'm assuming some martial arts law but just a really weird white dude with a really weird vibe the entire time kind of inducting humans to to come fight this this battle. It's so bizarre. It's so weird. The CGI is terrible. All of the spe- all of the special effects are terrible actually. But I love it. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. I remember watching this with my friends probably 10 years ago now. We used to like just getting terrible movies out things like Sharktopus or (laughs) Megashark versus Crocosaurus and watching those and this kind of just came into the rotation and and there's a lot of nostalgia attached to this I think just having a good time with friends but such a terrible movie but just so much fun
0: yeah much like Rick with Fast and Furious I actually haven't seen this movie because I was born much later I mean I was three when this movie came out I didn't watch it when I was three (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, it's an old movie. Uh, you know, your old dude. Um, it looks
1: like an old movie. Every everything about it screams old movie. We're definitely gonna have to watch it. You won't you won't regret it. You might regret it. <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to that. I actually looked this up earlier, and I was quite surprised to find that on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't obviously the be all and end all of film ratings, but 45 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which really really surprised me considering the quality of this film. That. I don't want to give you any spoilers because I know that some of you may want to go watch this film afterwards, but the Goro, the special effects, for those of you who know who Goro is from the Mortal Kombat games, is just chef's kiss of terrible special effects. It, oh, okay. It looks so bad. You've got me <laughs> really excited now. It's so bad. The whole movie is terrible. The ending, again, not to give any spoilers, but just really schlocky. Like that real, oh, like they'd set up a sequel. They obviously had set up this sequel and they did make a sequel, which isn't as good as the first one, which is saying something. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But the way they set up the sequel is just absolutely hilarious. Actually, you know what? This movie is like 25 years old. I don't think that anybody's concerned about spoilers. After they save the Earth world from um, the villain Shang Song, they return back to Earth they're going about their life, just living their lives, our heroes, our three heroes, and then to end it, all the the sky goes grey and Shang Tsung is superimposed in the sky, kind of semi-transparent, just laughing away, just cackling in the sky. And our heroes are like, oh, no, I guess we have to go back. <laughs> and <laughs> that's it. I guess and that's, this whole movie was a waste. And that's the end of the film. So, yeah, fantastic. Set up a sequel. Don't recommend the sequel. Haven't seen the latest one, which came out in 2020, I think, from memory. Um, because 20, I just can't 2021. believe. 2021. Mm-hmm. 2021. I just can't believe that it's going to be as satisfying as the first
0: one. I, I've watched the new one. And I don't mind it. Actually, you know what? That's probably my favorite video game movie I've ever seen. Not that it's got much to go up against. Rampage with Dwayne Johnson? Uh, I don't need to watch that to know that that movie probably garbage.
1: Dwayne Johnson
0: plays Dwayne Johnson in Rampage. Well, he's perfect for the role. <laughs> all right, so for my second one, I'm very excited about this one. I truly don't think it should be on this list because I'm not ashamed of this movie at all. Uh, anyone that says it's a bad movie doesn't know what they're talking about. Uh, and that is Blades of Glory, the Will Ferrell movie about the figure skating uh, men's duo. And John Hedder, I think, isn't it? I'm Napoleon pretty... Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The one. Yeah, John Hedder. Yeah, no, it's just, I don't even know where to start with this movie. It's great. It's got, yeah, like Will Ferrell, John Hedder, Will Arnett and uh, Amy Poehler. Skin and tight Will... lycra. Skin tight lycra. And, you know, Will Ferrell does a really convincing uh, alcoholic sex addict. And John Hedder just plays his usual awkward self. Yep. Uh, I just thought it was really funny. And uh, they're they're set as rivals, you know, at the top of their game in figure skating, which, as we all know, is just the most elite of elite sports. Everyone always gets around. You know, we we know this coming in. It's figure skating. We get it. It's great. And, yeah, they're both banned for whatever, and then they have they find a way to get back into the sport by competing in duos rather than solos, and they become the first man-on-man duo for figure skating, and they change the world, Rick. I, they change. Can we just rewind back to the man-on-man duo? I don't know if that's the correct terminology. Look, it's probably not, but it's a men's duo, okay? <laughs> Instead of a man and a woman, it's just two dudes. All right, Uh, yeah, definitely, thinking about it now, could have worded that better. But (laughs) if you watch the movie, I'm not far off it. So, you know, it's it's just... I I don't even know what to say about the movie. You just need to watch it. It's so good. It's so funny. There's just so many good jokes in there. And then the final final performance from uh, the two ice skaters is just... It's breathtaking. And as a kid watching this, because I was probably like seven when this came out, I obviously, being a dumb kid, I didn't know how much of it was actually possible for them to do. Um, I know that they didn't actually do it themselves, but whether just people could do it at all. But I was still just blown away. I was like, wow, this is actually really cool. I can't, I can't believe that Will... Will yeah. we'll, we'll Ferret.
1: Will we'll, we'll Ferret.
0: Will Ferret. Will Ferrell is surprisingly agile. Not not surprised with John Hedder. He seems like he figure skates in his off time. But Will Ferrell definitely got me. He's got that kind of vibe about him. <laughs> it does, doesn't it?
1: All right. So my next film, I don't know how to feel about it. It's very much a it's very much a guilty pleasure. I very much enjoy this film. I don't know if it's supposed to be a smart movie or if it's supposed to be just a dumb military movie. And that film is Starship Troopers. I don't think you haven't seen this film, have you?
0: No, another one that I haven't
1: seen. Starship Troopers, I again, something I remember as a kid watching. It's a very <sighs> horny film. <laughs> it's uh, it's okay. full of very, very sexy people. And the whole point of it, I think, when I say I'm not sure that it's a smart movie or a dumb movie, it has some pretty strong commentary on fascism and militarism in the world and how that can play out in a society and you know indoctrination and propaganda and all that kind of thing but at the same time it's also just crazy this is the planet earth has united and now they are taking on a threat posed to them by alien bugs so it's just a war it's an all-out war against alien bugs
0: huh Wow.
1: It's, a, it's a lot of fun. And as I said, it's very sexy. It's a very sexy film.
0: What's the special effects like? Because I love I love bad movies when they know their special effects aren't good. Is it, is it like
1: that or have they actually done well? No, I would say the special effects, again, for the time, it is an older film. For the time, the special effects are quite good. Okay. It's not something which you would watch and and point out that this looks terrible. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Um, especially not back Back then when it first came out. This actually has Neil Patrick Harris in it. Barney from, from How I Met Your Mother. This is kind of his... Before, obviously, he was Barney from How I Met Your Mother. And in between that and when he was playing Doogie Howser, he's kind of... <laughs> he's, not, he's not the main character of the film, but he's psychic, which is interesting. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't understand why he's psychic, but he's psychic and he can also communicate with the bugs. But we follow our main protagonist, Rico, who is just this beefed up marine kind of type guy as he takes on the bugs and the ending is crazy the ending the main villain the brain bug is just kind of like this gigantic slimy bug kind of like it looks like a brain hence the name brain bug with the face of a vagina (laughs) so real weird real strange but a lot of fun you can kind of take it either way you can take it as something that I want to watch this, I don't want to think about it and I want to think about the message that's behind it or if you just want to watch a film, cheer at the screen with your buddies as Earth shoots down a bunch of bugs, you can also take it that way as well.
0: Huh, I don't know how I feel about any of that but I'll add it to the list. <laughs> Alright, so my next one, again, am very excited for. I understand that this is not a great film. However, once again, I very much enjoyed it. And uh, this is none other than Sony's amazing Spider-Man number one, the first one, not the second, just the first. What can I say about this movie other than the fact that I very much like how quippy this Spider-Man is in the movie. It might, his Peter Parker is too cool. Peter Parker is not that cool. I get that. That's fine. You can have that, but the this edgy one, skateboarding Peter. Yeah, Parker. exactly. It's like you don't have friends because you don't want them. That's the that's your issue. But Spider-Man in this movie, he's just, so, he's just so bouncy, you know, he gets it, he's, he's quick on his feet, he's, he's, just, he's always making the, he's taking the shots at everyone, but uh, he's, just, he's just having a good time with it as well. And then the villain, Doc Connors, the lizard, the fight in the school with the Stan Lee cameo. That's one of my favorite Stanley cameos. I think yeah, that has to be right at the top with some of the best Stanley. That is cameos. one of my favorite Stanley cameos out there, and honestly, for that alone, it was enough for me to be like, I love this movie. But yeah, then also, I liked Gwen Stacy in this. Emma Stone, I thought she was good because she wasn't a damsel. She was probably kind of. She was at some point, she was smarter than Peter, which I liked because usually Peter's like genius so he's doing it all by himself and there's this and there's that but in this one he had Gwen kind of like Ned would say a guy in a chair but no, I, I just thought this movie was great Obvi- there was obvious things wrong with it but as far as Spider-Man itself goes I thought I thought that was very good so I re-watched it recently and uh I realized that I think I was just being a bit of a hater because that's what most of the other people were being So Andrew Garfield's performance was what I would want in a Spider-Man, not necessarily in a Peter Parker, but definitely in a Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, I remember watching it when it came out as well and having that same sort of thought of that this Spider-Man was a really good Spider-Man, but not so much the Peter Parker. Yeah, the Peter Parker was just way too cool instead of being that science nerd. I mean, and this is obviously we got him making his own web shooters and web fluids and that kind of thing. But it just, he seemed too cool and too edgy and skating around. He was more
0: of a loner than he was like a nerd that people bullied.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, people would want to be this guy's friend, but he's too cool to have friends.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Whereas, yeah, he's Peter Parker. And I guess because he had that energy as um, Peter Parker, when he became Spider-Man, he was a bit more true to the comic rendition of Spider-Man, where he is very quippy and making jokes and... And it comes back to that I said in our in our first po- podcast that the villains know they're in trouble when Peter Parker stops making jokes or when Spider Man stops making jokes. So, yeah, he got that. He nailed that making jokes throughout his fights. Yeah, really, really well. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I just really like Andrew Garfield.
1: Okay, rounding out my guilty pleasures films, I have the Transformers series, the live action live action CGI Transformers. I am going to only include the first three. So the three that include Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf, however you want to pronounce it. I think they were fun. Again, do I think that they were good films? Of course. <laughs> I, I, I find some of them quite problematic. <laughs> um, the twins in the second film <laughs> probably probably shouldn't be in there.
0: What do you have against Skid and Mudflap aside from their names?
1: Uh, Just the fact that they just come off incredibly racist. (laughs) um, Or as an incredibly racist portrayal, I should say. But the films themselves, they're gigantic robots that transform into cars or planes or tanks or whatever it is who battle each other and smash up a city. I don't really have anything to complain about. I think like, if you look back at my list of guilty pleasure films, there's a bit of a the theme of I just want to see people... Stop fighting. stuff fighting. Stop fighting, you know? Like, I just want to watch some bad CGI or some good CGI. I want to watch some lightsabers or some big epic battles where two monsters fight each other or somebody's fighting a monster it's just it's the i feel like i'm really outing myself as just kind of the lowest common denominator of people who watch films but (laughs) but if i'm sitting at home on a day off and i've got nothing to do and it's time for me to put on a film i'm gonna go to something like this because i just want to sit back kick back and relax my life is too stressful as it is Without having to worry about all the deep meaningful themes behind all the films, I just want to watch some robots punch each other.
0: That is fair enough. Transformers would be on my list as well. If you hadn't put it up, by death, I definitely would have had it on mine. And like like you said, just watching giant robots just get out and have an absolute brawl while causing absolute havoc and chaos. When it's done well, it's done well, and you know you don't need a story for those movies. You're just there for the action at the end of the day. So. Kudos to Michael Bay. Big fan of your work.
1: <laughs> yeah, Michael Bay, who... I don't know if he's done anything else since Transformers. I don't really follow Michael Bay's career because he's not a fantastic filmmaker. He's just a very cheesy summer blockbuster filmmaker. But that being said, you know, I have a bunch of Transformers toys in my room right now. Um, I have the box set from the original... The original cartoon version of the Transformers in my house as well, so I am a fan, and I will continue to watch these films.
0: Yeah, look, you've really caught me off guard with what you just said about Michael Bay, about a not liking him or b has he done anything? Because
1: has he done anything else?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, he um, have you did you watch that? <laughs> Again, he doesn't do great movies, but he has done stuff that's been enjoyable. Like he did the live action. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie from, I think it was like 2014. And then he did that Ryan Reynolds movie, Six Underground. I haven't seen that one. That's actually pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I do like Ryan Reynolds. It's 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 just a Ryan Reynolds movie. But like funnily enough, if Michael Bay and Ryan Reynolds got together, this is exactly what you get. So. Yeah.
1: I feel like as a straight man that I do... I am obligated to say that I like Ryan Reynolds. It's kind of like part of the contract when you're born, that oh, you're a straight man, you have to like Ryan Reynolds. How can you not? Seriously. He's incredibly handsome.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> was ex- that not what you were talking about? It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I was talking about. I was just making sure. All right, because this is a safe space, we've, uh, we've already thrown a couple hats into the ring. Uh, I'm going to throw out my fourth and final, which is uh, none other than High School Musical. I grew up watching High School Musical. It came out when I was in primary school. I would watch it with my sister and my little brother. And I'm not ashamed to say we would sing and dance along. And then the joy that we had when we found out there was two more. I was over the moon. I happen to really enjoy musicals. And High School Musical is just another one on the list that I think got a bad rap because it's a Disney Channel show. But um, I really enjoy it. It's fun and it's very... It is very funny to see the, the high school cliques in action in the in the stereotypical, like, American high school. I thought that was really cool with, like, the jocks and then the drama nerds. And I always like seeing those those uh, cliches in movies and then just to see them all get up and sing and dance around, sometimes like idiots, most of the time like idiots. But, you know... <laughs> With a good tune and the skipping the beat, I have no complaints, apart from maybe the third one. But mm. that's uh it's for another day. One and two, you have my heart. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that with us. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. I d I wasn't sure if I was gonna do it, but um Yeah, that's what we're here for. What's your favorite song in High School Musical? I'm going to keep that to myself, thank you very much. Oh, okay. There's too many to choose from. Oh, okay, yeah, the
1: safe safe answer. I can't pick because they're all so great. I'm not going to
0: say that, but (laughs) uh, I'd be lying if if I said that my brother and I don't still currently listen to them, like if we're driving on a road trip, just for a bit of a laugh, just to liven up the mood, but... Just for a laugh, yeah. Not because you truly enjoy them. Oh, we truly enjoy them, but, <laughs> but we're laughing while we do it. And uh, I'm also going to give a honourable mentions to the Guilty Pleasures list of nearly any Adam Sandler movie ever. Some Obviously, there's some that shouldn't be enjoyed or he shouldn't have made, like uh, Jack and Jill. Does this include Little Nikki as well? I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. Uh I've actually not even heard of that one. That's a story for a different time. <laughs> but you know, movies like Happy Gilmore, Click, Grown Ups, Longest Yard, Fifty First Dates, or- and all of the other ones that he's
1: just released straight to Netflix recently as well. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Yeah, again, I'd be lying if I said I didn't like most of them. They're just—he's just too good at making easy movies to watch. You know what I mean? If you if you like one, if you like one, you'll like most of them. So, well,
1: yeah, it's because they kind of follow a same theme, and Adam Sandler plays the same character in pretty much every single one of them.
0: Everyone says that about Adam Sandler, and I wholeheartedly agree with it, but when they say it, they neglect to acknowledge the fact that there's, I'd say, 20 actors in Hollywood that do that. And we've already talked about Ryan Reynolds, and he does that. And The Rock, and The, Rock, the yep. Rock does that. Vin Diesel does that. Well, that's because the only
1: movies Vin Diesel does is The Fast and the Furious at this point.
0: Well, he did um the 4X Chronic... Is it the 4X Chronic? He did 4X. He did uh, Riddick. He did The Pacifier. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, and you're naming all
0: stellar films there. But he's playing the same person <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> But yeah, I think Adam Sandler gets a really bad rap for playing the same character, but there's so many people that do it. It just so happens that he's pumped out like 80 movies or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Not the biggest Sandler fan, really? I, well, look, again, I really, like,
1: I really like Happy Gilmore. We used to have an old VHS tape of Happy Gilmore back in the day that my brother and I watched quite a lot. So yeah, yeah. Happy Gilmore has some happy memories for me, but yeah I just wouldn't say that the quality of his films I guess this is what we're talking about it's guilty pleasures isn't it the quality of the films doesn't have to be great yeah I just I don't think up until Uncut Gems came out I don't know if I've had the appreciation for Adam Sandler that maybe he deserves I feel like a lot of people would agree with you well I also feel like me saying that he hasn't gained the appreciation that he maybe deserves is partially due to the choices that he's made in making terrible films
0: (laughs) He, he's like Vin Diesel in the way you know Just if it ain't broke don't fix it just keep keep doing what you know and it, it just keeps keep working. on making Fast and Furious films cause pe- people will talk you know like we'll talk smack about them I'm still gonna watch them I might well I'm you're not, part of the problem then I'm not gonna go to the cinema to watch a Sandler film but as soon as it's on Netflix I promise
1: you it's on my list I don't think Sam releases any films to cinema. I'm pretty sure he just is his own producer. He bankrolls his own films and makes them directly for Netflix at this point. It's a smart move. And that's our guilty pleasure films. Let us know what you think. If there's anything that you disagree with any of our thoughts, any of these films that you don't think are qualifying for guilty pleasures let us know if there's anything that you think that we missed if there's any films that you think are guilty pleasures that people are sleeping on that people are disregarding then please let us know as well again as we said last time we want this to be a bit of a dialogue we love to talk about films we love to talk about terrible films so please uh let us know your thoughts As always, please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Tell your friends about us. Again, we're just getting started. We know it's rough, but stick with us. We're getting better every week. Our setup's getting better every week. We're hoping that our quality's getting better every week. Um, So please subscribe. Like us on socials. Hit us up if there's anything that you want us to talk about. If there's anything that you want to talk with us about, please, please get in touch and let us know. Uh, But otherwise, I think that's it for this week. Robbie, do you have anything
0: else you want to say? If you think something we had up there shouldn't have been on there because you think it's just a good movie, maybe let us know about that as well. But yeah, other than that, I reckon we'll catch you next week. No
1: worries. So next week we will be doing our MCU tier list as well. So that's going to be an absolute banger. Please join us for that one as well. But otherwise, yeah, we'll see you then. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye, Bye, Mum.